racing. Aston Merritt in front of Ferdinand Boy. Aston Merritt won it. Private Penalty Road Warrior founds his way into the cup. Typhoon Sammy, he went bang at the top of the straight. Typhoon Sammy makes his way into the Bendigo Cup final. Yes, yes he is, Typhoon Sammy into the Bendigo Cup. Another country cup for this absolute marvel of the sprint course here in Victoria. And after his heat win last week, you can see why he's marked the $2.15 favourite with Sportsbet at the moment as we count down to Friday's Bendigo Cup. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Looking forward to this one. It's a big one. We're going to catch up with a few key players as well as the race caller from the heats of the Bendigo Cup and the final. Dane Barry from last Sunday. Daniel Hibbard for this Friday's final. Looking forward to having a chat with those boys, pulling apart the meeting and, of course, finding the winner of the Bendigo Cup. We'll start by previewing the meeting, starting with race number one. It goes at 7.08 on Friday night, and we saw some amazing racing there last Sunday, and I hope we can find a few winners throughout this program. First race on the program, sports bet make it look easy. Very, very hard race, this one. Question marks on the one, question mark on the two, question mark on the eight. They're the first starters, so we don't really know a lot about them. Of the race brigade, however, I like number seven, Dacos Dynasty. I just like the early speed. 6.56, 11.45 through the marks last week. Uh, a reproduction of that would see him lead, I think, and be hard to beat. But if there's any money, keep an eye on the market for the one, two, or the eight. That might be the way to go. Race number two, I'm with two, Midnight Rocker. I think the six is going to lead, therefore, is an each-way chance, Blackpool Ryan. But Midnight Rocker's been crying out for this distance range. He's been thumping home over the 4.50 and 4.60 of late. So I think up in distance, he'll be storming home at the end. Very hard to beat number two, Midnight Rocker. Third race, the Battlers' Cup consolation. Good prize money, two, three and a half thousand to the winner. I'm with number eight, Holly Fever. I just think down in class here, can clear them from the outside. Ran a good race last time, and prior to that had form behind Aston Salma, Mirabella Bale, and Mamba Bale. Was first up for a month in the heat. I thought the run was solid enough. Uh, looks one of the better bets of the night on the each way. Race three, number eight. Race number four, the Mannings Greyhounds Vic Breadmaiden Series Final. $10,000 to the winner, and Andrew Paraskevis has got a very, very good kennel at the moment, and his dog here... Clearly, clearly the one to beat. Your Colour Room was a, a, a dashing winner, an astonishing winner on debut. Uh, such a big performance. 27.86 to win first up over the 500s out of this world. Won by 14 lengths. He's clearly the dog to beat. I think the value is with number one, though, Mapunga Hustler. Would have tracked through to second in the heat run and would not have been beaten by 15 lengths running fourth if he had have got to second, but found trouble behind the speed. I think going into box one, he, he looks a genuine chance to run in the top three. Number one, Mapunga Hustler. Race five, the Battlers' Cup final. Uh, tough race, this one. Look, I've, I'm leaning to boom burst, but I think the two... Best dogs have drawn one and two, but there is a risk with the pace out wide they could get held up on the rails. So that's the the way the race could go. But I think if Boom Burst is anywhere to be seen, just just the class runner in the Battlers Cup number two. Race six, the AG tyres and wheels. Look, I'm going each way here with number eight limiting. I think the run behind Keane was solid at Sandown Park. Drops a bit in class on that. Uh, form behind Brother in Arms, McKee and Bale, Tom Keeping in the three starts prior. So he's down in class. He's racing pretty well. I think he's each way value here, number eight limiting. Race number seven, I like the four Hummock. I've been a pretty big promoter of this dog for some time. Now, he just needs a little bit of luck getting across onto the rail. If he can do that early, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. 
I'm tipping him to win, but I'm, I'm probably going to play a small each way on number two quarter. 41.82 when it sand down two starts ago was outstanding and had to work hard from a wide draw last week. Better draw near the rail. Uh, could be a bit of a contender here on the each way number two quarter. Race eight, the big one. The Group 2 Bendigo Cup final, $50,000 to the winner. Number one, Aston Merritt. Two, Quinlan Bale. Three, Typhoon Sammy. Four, Orson Mick. Five, Shimachine. Six, Panadero Warrior. Seven, Salad Dodger. Eight, the Waterloo Cup winner. He's no slouch. And the reserves, Titan Blazer and Plantev. The way I've broken the race down is I think if Typhoon Sammy can jump like he did last week, he went 11 O's off the back, and that wins Bendigo Cups for fun. So I think that's the key. He's drawn okay too. The five's going to stay off. The six is going to stay off. He's just got to avoid the four, which I think he will with that early speed. He's got more muster than the two on his inside, and I, I think that's why he's the $2.15 favourite and clearly, clearly the dog to beat in the Bendigo Cup final. Two I've gone for second, Quinlan Bale. He's racing so true. Uh, he went really well through that Hillsville Cup series and he's brought the form to Bendigo in the last month or so, racing really well up there. So he's a contender, number one, Aston Merritt. He's a greyhound that is running himself back into form. He's only had a few runs back this campaign, so I think he'll get bigger, better, quicker and stronger. And I've gone number eight, he's no slouch. I just thought with the five and six pushing off, it's going to make it hard for the dogs out wide, but the pink could miss the kick find the rail and, and then run a very big race. Now, I always like to have a look at the reserves and I think that tells the depth of a cup series and Titan Blazer Plantiff are reserves one and two. And I think that shows the quality of what is going to be an outstanding Bendigo Cup final at 9.27 Eastern Standard Time on Friday night. Race number nine, Shimmer Shine at Stud Match Race. It's a mouth-watering clash this. I, I can't split them, honestly. Robbie Rotten's clearly going to lead off the inside, but Titan Blazer was enormous last start. What he recorded in his run home time in the heat, they just do not run up there at Bendigo. It was probably a, a high 12-10s run home, which is... Look, I'm actually drawing a line through the form guy because it's that impressive. So Robbie Rotten was big in defeat last week. I think he'll lead, and therefore I've just got to hope the Titan Blazer can't find a way past him. So I'm tipping Robbie Rotten, but if Titan Blazer's a length, a length and a half off him, it's going to be game on. It's going to be a terrific clash. Race number 10, I'm with four Weblex Scout. I just thought he could potentially cross and lead and do what he did here last time, winning in 28.01. That'll probably be enough to win this. Equaliser jumps from box two, a big player. Race 11, I'm tipping five. Zella Bale on top. Uh, the last two or three runs have all been very, very good. Uh, competitive went third in a heat of the Bendigo Cup. And so often you see those runners come out on cup night and run well. And race 12, the last, I like number four, release the rage. Just the class runner of the field. Form behind Shivano, Zigzag, Kabang, Silver Brute, Weston's Bear in the last four. From the broadcast box. Yes, you're hearing right. A brand new segment on the Bendigo Cup Extra Bonus Edition podcast. And I'm joined by Dane Barry from the broadcast box after calling all of the heats at Bendigo last week. How are you travelling, Dane? I'm very well. Thanks, James. Yourself? I'm going well, mate. But before we chat about Bendigo, I want to learn a little bit about you. For those who don't know, there was a kid who bobbed up calling a race at about 12 years of age. I think it was at Witchy Proof in 2014. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, Dane? Yeah, that's right. Yep. My uncle was a horse trainer and uh, watching his horses growing up, you know, I used to race a dog in the backyard and and calling his horses that had won that day or that were going to race and so on. And it was never really with the factor of actually becoming a race caller. It was just something that I liked, enjoyed doing, was pretending to be a race caller in the backyard racing the dog. And 
one day Austy Coffey, who's a local horse trainer up in Swan Hill, asked if and organised for me to call a race at Witchy Proof. And so I did. Oh, it was pretty awful, I have to admit. It was pretty awful, very awful, in fact. And my voice wasn't mature at all. But um, and it sort of led from there, really. And then I called a few more and more. But uh, the horse racing industry, of course, they've got their callers and there's not as many races. So it sort of died off for a while until um, Ben Day, who's at RSN, asked if I'd like to call some greyhound races and um, that's where I've landed at the moment and I'm absolutely loving it. It's, it's awesome calling the greyhounds, for sure. Well, mate, you've got a bit of a passion for the dogs as well. I know you've, you've owned a few, I think, over the years, but turning our attention to Bendigo, it must have been a great thrill for you on Sunday calling the best sprinters in the country going head-to-head trying to win a Bendigo Cup Series. Absolutely, James. And as a race caller, the quality of racing that you're calling makes you look good, if that makes any sense. Like if you're calling the tier threes, you know, it's hard to make it, you know, keep interested. Not keep interested, you're always interested, but it it makes it easier to call when you're calling good quality dogs. And wasn't it a huge quality? Like it's not even that often anymore for the country cup heats that we get full eight fields for the heats and have eight winners that go in. So um, it was just awesome to call and they really lived up to it really as well. Oh, mate, you're 100% right. And, and I think because of the distance, 425, you can get the sprinters step up, you get the 500-metre dogs drop back, you get a really good mix of all different types of greyhounds. And we had eight heats conducted. Panadero Warrior set the time standard. Typhoon Sammy was brilliant. Was there a, a greyhound from the caller's box as part of this new segment that stood out on heat day at uh, Bendigo last Sunday? Well, Typhoon Sammy's first split was 6.37, which was the quickest of the night for the first splits of the heats. And Box One obviously really helped him uh, be able to run that good time and, and come away and run how he did. So he has drawn Box Three, which in the in the uh, final, which isn't quite as good as Box One, of course, but I just thought he was so impressive. And Shimmer Sheen was the other one who showed electric speed from Box Five. He's drawn Box Five again in the final, I'm just thinking if others get into trouble, Shim Machine out in front might be able to get away, but it's certainly an interesting feel. And then Panadero Warrior, who was the quickest of the night, uh, he just stepped a little bit slower than Typhoon Sammy. Uh, he's ran 6.48, his first split, but he's got box six, which is just a little bit of a worry. So I reckon Typhoon Sammy or Shim Machine. Okay, well, the punters are agreeing with Typhoon Sammy. As I let you go, mate, we appreciate you jumping on the number one greyhound racing podcast in the world. That's what I'm calling it anyway, Dano. Uh, you're calling the Meadows today. <laughs> Another big thrill for you, mate, with the Great Chase semi-finals. I know we're about halfway through the day when we record this podcast. Have you seen one? I, I think the winner of the previous race was outstanding, all spritzed up. He looked absolutely magnificent winning. Yeah, he was hurtling. He put the foot down mid-race mm. too and he just kept extending. And 29.78 has been the quickest so far easily. And considering the conditions have worsened as the day's gone on, yeah, he'd be very, very hard to beat and uh, for the gun trainer as a party. So uh, he'd fun to follow going into the final for sure. From the broadcast box. From Dane Barry to the man in the broadcast box this Friday night for the Bendigo Cup, Dan Hibbard. From Dane to Dan. Dan Hibbard, how are you going, mate? Hey, James. Uh, very well, mate. Yes, uh, looking forward to uh, Friday night. It's a pretty uh, big card, a really special meeting. It's a pretty special meeting for me. It's held close to my heart. And, uh, yeah, really looking forward to calling the Cup again on uh, on Friday night. Well, mate, you're pretty much a local down there at Bendigo now. You, you call there quite regularly. Uh, last week, no doubt, you would have had a look through the heats. We had Dane Barry on just a moment ago on the podcast, and he was taken by the run of Typhoon Sammy. Is he the runner that stood out for, for you when you had a look at through those heats? 
Yeah, he probably was. I guess he's was able to use the red. He, I was a bit concerned that he might miss the start a little bit and cost him and make it hard for him, sort of being buried on the on, on the rail. But he just jumped and ran, and uh, like yeah, he went super time. And I think the way the finals panned out, particularly with a couple of the the top seeds not getting through, it's probably really opened it up for him. And he's going to be uh, like he's. He's pretty short in the market as it is at the moment, but he's going to be really hard to beat. I think the box draw plays to his advantage as well because I think he'll beat the one and two out. Uh, five Shimashin, six Panadero Warrior. They both push up the track. So as a race caller, do you go in expecting to see Typhoon Sammy just roar straight to the front? Oh, that's that's probably plan A. I mean, it's uh, it's probably the, the, the most logical thing to be thinking that that's what's going to happen. But, I mean, we know the racing's a funny game and you've got to be pl- prepared for... Uh, plans X, Y, and Z. So uh, no uh, no expectations, but I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Um, I've got a pretty, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Quinlan Bailey's mm. raced here at Bendigo three times and won two of them, and uh, he was he was good. He's to, to beat Plaintiff is a is a fair effort. Um, so he's uh, he's certainly my second pick, but I think. Sammy's going to be certainly the hardest to beat. Well, mate, by the sounds of it, you're tipping Typhoon Sammy to beat Quinlan Bale. Question without notice, and you can tell me to, to bugger off if you want, uh, Daniel, but uh, would you be able to just phantom call the last 50 metres for me? Just Let's right now. Let's have a crack. All right, pressure's on. Here we go. Over to Dan Hibbert with 50 to go in the Bendigo Cup. Around the home turn, it's Typhoon Sammy. He's five in front. Quinlan Bale trying to run on, then Panadero Warrior and Shimashin, but Typhoon Sammy, oh. two good in the Cup. Home over Quinlan Bale, third in Panadero Warrior, then Shimashin. A gap to Orson Mick, Aston Merritt, Salad Dodger, and he's no stats. Oh. Good luck. Tell you what, Dan, you've uh, you've passed the marks there, mate. I only wanted 50 metres with two dogs. You've given me the, the full rundown. The punters are, are going to their local corporate to take the top eight in order at uh, Bendigo, mate. But uh, Typhoon Sammy by five, so you're fairly confident if he leads, he just dominates yeah, the race. Uh, if, if he gets out in front, I don't think there's any in this race that can can go with him. There's some nice dogs in it. Probably the only one that may be able to go initially would be Panadero Warrior, but I just think he uh, he was the the standout in the heats, um, and the, as I say, the way that that some of the the top seeds didn't get through, it certainly opened it up for him, and he's going to be mighty hard to beat. And I mean, he did uh, he ran a track record like in his heat last year, mm. so he can certainly run time here, that's for sure. Race number nine, the Shimmershine at Stud Match Race. So I'm I'm pulling my hair out with this one, Dan. Uh, Robbie Rotten, Titan Blazer, the pair of them. I've tipped Robbie Rotten, but I tell you what, Titan Blazer was enormous chasing home Panadero Warrior last start. Yeah, both of them were, you know, when you watch the heats, you sort of think that they're pretty unlucky not to have got through to the the, to the final. I, Robbie Rotten, you know, I sort of thought about it. If he, he just had a, a run or two under his belt before going straight back into the heats after not racing since July, he would have been a, a massive chance of uh, getting through to the final and certainly winning it. Um, and I thought his running the heat was was really strong, uh, given that he was first up for so long. Titan Blaze has been uh, in, in great form, and uh, you know he was a bit unlucky not to not to win. He, his heat, this, really, this is uh, like, like the watchdog says a dollar sixty five. Robbie Rotten, Titan Blaze at two fifteen. I reckon it's near enough to mm-hmm. a flip of the coin. There's not much really separating these two. Um, probably Robbie's got the uh, because he's got the inside lane might be the 
the uh, the way to go, but it's got, that'll be a ripping contest, just those two on their own. Yeah, I mean, I'm finding it really hard to separate, and I couldn't agree any more. Hey, weather up there, you're at Bendigo when we record this podcast on Wednesday afternoon. I know there's storm activity expected for tomorrow. How, how's the track looking at the moment? Are we expecting a lot of rain tonight? Give us a, a bit of a rundown with your weather hat on, Dane. Uh, to Dan. Yeah, so they've had 10 mil, they had 10 mil of rain this morning. I got here uh, and there hadn't been any rain for about 90 minutes, and it's, it's not raining at the moment as we as we record this. So we're hanging in there at the moment, but certainly tomorrow is the worst uh, of the two days of rain. But at this stage, we probably haven't got as much um, as they sort of anticipated, but that's not to say that we might not get drowned tomorrow. So we'll see how it plays out. But at the moment, the track was fine, uh, has raced fine so far. Uh, it seems to handle the rain pretty well regardless. I know last week we had the, um, the heats of the Battlers' Cup and it rained all day. It never stopped from start to finish. And the quickest of the heats was the last race. So, um, you know, they went 23-8 in the last of the heats of the of the Battlers' Cup, and that's ripping time. So it gives you an idea that it handles the weather. Uh, and, you know, provided we don't get uh, completely drowned out, we should be right for a cracking night on Friday. Well, I'm venturing up there, mate, so hopefully they put me in the corner undercover if it is going to be raining, uh, that's for sure. I'd like to touch quickly as I let you go on footy on this podcast as well, mate, and you're a, you're a mad Grundeman, as I'm calling them now, with uh, Grundy across to Melbourne. Is is that going to be the difference? The two Ruckman, can they go all the way next year? Uh, I, th- I think in the end, uh, this year, I think we just got too tired. I think we were absolutely stuffed by the end of uh, the home and away, and, you know, we'd set ourselves up, but I just think the field goes red empty and by the time they'd sort of got through that uh the qualifier against sydney and then the the semi against brisbane it was pretty obvious halfway through that game that they were just completely out of petrol tickets so losing jackson's a bit of a a kick in the bum but i mean that's just the nature of footy now if you know you draft these guys from interstate you run the risk of losing them in a few years if they want to go home and North Melbourne have gone through that as well. So I think we've done all right to get Grundy as a, 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 a replacement for him. So we can't be too uh, too greedy. I think we've done all right. You'll be calling the Melbourne Cup this year as well, Dan, as I let you go, mate. Who wins the Melbourne Cup if we're betting all in at the moment? I'm putting a lot of pressure on you, a lot of uh, questions without notice too. <laughs> no, you're right. Oh, look, um, look, I hope she wins it. And I mean, by saying she, I mean, it's pretty obvious who I'm talking about, but... Uh, well, she's fast. I mean, she was just horribly unlucky in Adelaide. I mean, she's never had that bad, much bad luck in her life. Um, so provided she gets through that, I think she's uh, she's poised to, you know, really dominate the, the carnival. I hope, I hope she does, and I hope she's in that uh, that final race uh, at the end of November because it'll be awesome to, to see her go around and hopefully call her a winner. Well, all the best, mate. A big couple of months coming up for you. Start with uh, race two at Bendigo this afternoon, and uh, good luck on Friday night, mate. I might catch up with you for a cold one after the last. Will do, mate. Sounds good. Inside Info. Well, a man who's almost a permanent fixture on this podcast because he's racing Premier Racing week out and week in is Danny Gibbons. I've already had a, a Dane, a Daniel, a Dan, and now we've got a Danny. So it's been a, a full-on show. Danny Gibbons, how are you, brother? I'm good, mate. Hey, mate, uh, you must be uh, just sort of chomping at the bit a little bit uh, leading up to the Bendigo Cup final this week, Friday night. You've got uh, a key player in the race, your boy Quinlan Bale. I think his kennel name's Farlap, is that right? 
Yeah, it is Farlap, yeah. Well, mate, he, he seems to have a, a heart as big as Farlap's. He's just racing so well. How do you how do you see the Bendigo Cup playing out this week? You've drawn box number two, uh, one of the, the real Country Cup superstars on his outside, Typhoon Sammy. He looks beautifully drawn, your boy. Yeah, I like how he's drawn. I'm not too sure what Typhoon Sammy does. I think he pretty much just goes straight. But um, I think Typhoon Sammy will lead Farlap, but um, Farlap's mid-race pace, I think, is, probably the best in the race, so I think he'll be right on his tail, and uh, whether he can just sneak past him at the end, who knows. Well, mate, he's, he's racing so very well, and, and the way he put a hot field away last week in the heat, you must have been pretty happy with that. Yeah, I was stoked, yelling at me TV. I didn't I didn't even really care where the rest of them come that were in the other heats. I was just wrapped that he got through. Hey, it sounds to me, I know, I know you like, is it Kelsey Bale's the favourite when it comes to the girls, but it seems to me, mate, from the outside looking in, outside of the tent, that this dog here, Quinlan Bale, is your favourite. I know as a as a greyhound man, you're not supposed to have favourite kids, but it does seem that way. Um, it is. It's definitely up there, but I've still got a soft spot for Titan. Yeah, well, let's move on to him, mate. Perfect segue. Uh, Titan Blazer, race nine, the match race. Drawn box number three, the outside of Robbie Rotten. Um, you would have been disappointed that he didn't make the final on his run last week, but then in the same breath, you'd just say, what a what an amazing run it was from Titan Blazer, the old boy, last week. I clocked him running home, I'd say between 12.15 and 12.20, and they, let me tell you, Danny, do not run that at Bendigo. That's how well he's going. Yeah, I think he's definitely back to his absolute best. Mm. He, we had him go through a flat spot spot for a while and we just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him but I think we're on top of it now and um, yeah he's definitely back to his best and I think that's going to be a really really good match race. Well mate uh, if it's any if it's any bonus to you I never ever ever tip them right the match race so I'll tip Robbie Rotten and then you're almost a guarantee to win it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll take that. Sounds like a plan. Hey we'll just quickly chat on the other runners that you've got Uh, race six number one Zandra Bale Bit of a slow beginner, but uh, not a, a not, not an overly hard race for this dog if uh, if the red can hold a place early in race six? Um, I think we, we haven't seen the best of her yet. She broke in as good as Kelsey Bale and wow. Yadiro and then just had a lot of niggling injuries. So I think a few more races, you'll really see her pop out of her skin. Well, there's a promising uh, look, mate. A bit of an inside info there. And Zella Bale, race 11. I am tipping Zella Bale on top. I thought the heat run was, was pretty solid last week in the race won by Orson Mick. Normally a much, much better beginner. So the wins prior, we see Geelong 22.58. She went 8.18. You'd be expecting that she'll lead from the middle draw. Um, yeah, she surprised me last week because she, if, she, if she doesn't lead, she usually just gives up. So yeah. for her to come third after missing the start, it's just showing that she's trying a lot harder now. Well, mate, you're going absolutely beautifully at the moment. Keep that momentum up. Good luck with the cup and we wish you well moving forward as well. No worries, mate. Take it easy. On you, Danny. Inside Info. Well, just when you thought this show couldn't get any bigger and better, it does. Kennel representative, part of the team. The furniture down there at Team Sharp Racing is Liam Sharp. I think we'll call him the boss from now on. Last time he was on the uh, the show, he gave us one. He said, oh, I think it'll go well. It got home at about 20 to 1. So he's back by popular demand. Liam, how are you travelling, brother? Travelling very good. I think this is uh, appearance number three on the podcast, so feeling very special. I tell you what, mate, you keep tipping us winners at 20 to 1, give them a good push like you did last time with She's For Real, um, you, you'll be a permanent fixture. Jason Adams out, Corey Smith out, in Liam Sharp, and, and I think the numbers will just get bigger and better, to be honest. 
I don't know about that. Jason and Corey know what they're doing, so I'll leave it up to them. Hey, well, when when we do uh, need to chat to somebody who knows what they're doing with the sharp kennel, it's you, and uh, you'd be all over these runners at Bendigo on Friday night, mate. We're going to start with race number one. A greyhound by the name of Dacos Dynasty, who I'm assuming is named after the Dacos family for uh, the Mighty Magpies, uh, Josh, Nick, and, and the old boy as well. Uh, this dog was pretty impressive first up. Showed a lot of early speed. I've tipped him on top. Are you expecting a similar show of form? I definitely am. I was uh, very surprised and impressed. Um, thought he was unlucky to get run down. Normally to mate it, you jump like that, you're home nine times out of ten. So I um, thought it was just unlucky. There was a bit of a stronger dog behind him last week, and this week he should be able to repeat it again, I think, and hopefully get home. Yeah, of the race brigade, I thought he was clearly the dog to beat. Race number three, Battlers Cup Consolation. Two runners drawn side by side, rule the galaxy, Aston Pivot. Are you expecting Aston Pivot to move out of the way or pivot out of the way of rule the galaxy and maybe the blue can get home? I, I thought this was a tricky old race, but the pink looks the, the runner to beat with clear air out wide. How did, how did you see it playing out? Yeah, I probably saw it the same. I think uh, Aston Pivot He's a bit tardy out of the boxes, so I thought he should give Rule the Galaxy some room, um, but Rule the Galaxy just needs a few metres, I think, to get going. Um, Rule the Galaxy, his, his head hasn't been 100% in the game recently, but um, he had a good return to form last week, and I think that if he did find the front, it would be hard to run down, I think, in this field, but it, it, you are right. It's a very uh, unsure field, the whole field. I could see you, Liam, if you win the Battlers Cup with Cuban Cigar, sitting somewhere in the Bahamas with a Cuban Cigar, just kicking the toes up beside the ocean, mate. <laughs> is that the plan if Cuban Cigar can win and you can fly yourself there, which is even better? Oh, I don't, I don't smoke, but, uh, yeah, I think we'd, we'd all like to be on some nice beach somewhere instead of the rain here. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, mate. What about the cup? Moving on to uh, to a greyhound that's, I think, a bit of a, a favourite with uh, with Team Sharp Racing, Aston Merritt, because he's just been a, a wonderful dog for, uh, for some time. Drawn box number one, he makes another country cup, and I know a few weeks ago, you were suggesting that he's coming back, you know, really, really well. And he's proven that in those last three runs. You've got him off the red horse and Mick in box number four. He's become just a bit of a warrior for the Kennel. He keeps fronting up in big races. How do you how do you break down this Bendigo Cup, mate? And who is the better of the two chances? I'm leaning to, obviously, Aston Merritt off the inside. I think Aston Merritt. It's very hard. Awesome, Mick. Uh, he is quite tardy out of the boxes. Um I said last night on the catching bench, actually, he jumps one in 15 starts. So if this is his one start where he suddenly flies out, well, all the all my calculations will be wrong. But um, I think Aston Merritt is the, the clear best chance of us. I think he should be the second favourite of the race almost um, behind Typhoon Sammy. Um, just just having the rails with Bendigo, it's, it's such a hot race every single year. Um, there's so much speed, so just... Being on the rails, if you can get clear, I think he can potentially get to the front. And if he gets to the front, there's not many dogs in there that's going to run him down, I don't think. I just think Typhoon Sammy is the main danger with his very quick early split last week. Um, he gets out and goes, well, good luck running him down. I think we're all in agreement that Typhoon Sammy is going to be mighty hard to beat. But in a race like this, you just never know what can happen. Maybe he'll miss the kick, the fave, and then it's, uh, it's game on 100%, no doubt about that. Interestingly enough, I noticed as well, that uh, Aston Merritt, Orson, Mick both started their careers up the straight at Hillsville. Yes, they did. I think that was just 
chance that the Hillsville Cup Carnival was coming up and we always then are going trialling to Hillsville quite a few weeks in a row. So, and we knew Aston Merritt um, was going to be good. Also, Nick wasn't trialling as good, but um, obviously we decided to go for the Highway 31 maiden with them both and Aston Merritt went on to win it. Um, it's just we saw a big maiden series and we knew it was going to be a, a good dog, Aston Merritt, so just placed him for it. Well, mate, it's exciting times heading to Bendigo this Friday. Good luck to you. Good luck to the family and uh, keep the old boy in line. I'm still waiting to get him on the podcast, but uh, I haven't been able to uh, to track him down. So maybe next we'll give you a break and get the boss in. <laughs> maybe next. I think he, he goes, why are you always asking Liam? But uh, him and mum are actually going to be on a plane to France while the Bendigo Cup is being won. So they won't know for two hours until their plane lands if they've won the Bendigo Cup. So that's going to be... That's that's when you know you're high rolling, isn't it? When you're, you're on your way to France <laughs> and the dogs are racing at Bendigo. <laughs> yes, obviously booked a long time ago, but uh, your dad is going to be sitting there going, I want to get off this plane so I can see how well, we went. Hopefully they can fly with a tailwind and get there early and the old boy can watch, uh, watch a Bendigo Cup victory in France. Mate, all of the best this weekend. Thank you very much. Well, that's the end of another massive edition of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast, a bonus episode on the Bendigo Cup. You can head to their website, bendigo.grv.org.au. Follow GRV on the socials. Keep up to date with all of the activity. It's going to be huge this Friday night. But until next time, partners, we've got all of the inside info. We know everything about this Friday night's cup. Good luck and happy punting from the podcast team here.